my next guest. He's live in studio, which is always fantastic. The game of basketball has been very, very good to my next guest. He's a former NBA All-Star. If I, if I say anything wrong, check me, okay? I'll correct you. Okay. World champion with the San Antonio Spurs, Olympian, businessman, broadcaster, philanthropist. And after playing 14 seasons in the NBA, he became, you can see him in popular TV commercials, which I always enjoy him in. He looks so relaxed because I can't act. So whenever I see anybody looking that relaxed, I always go, <laughs> what are you doing? Cover, he covers you know, back college basketball scene nightly on NBA TV and some cold suit. You know, he don't have a cold suit on today, but he got the cold suit on NBA Today uh, TV. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Steve Smith. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I like that so, intro. You can do that again. Absolutely. But uh, you don't have the cold suit on with the little, you know. Uh, pocket square. Yeah, pocket square and everything. So so what is the image of Steve Smith? What is Steve Smith's brand, I guess I can say? I, I would say Steve Smith's brand is just being himself. Yes, sir. Uh, a, a humble person. The from first, the, that voice. He already got that voice. He went into Steve Smith's voice. It's just a natural. Just, just a natural? Just a natural, my friend. Uh, just a kid from the east side of Detroit. Okay. Got a chance because of that round basketball you yes, talked sir. about. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to take me around the world. Mm-hmm. And obviously for me, um, it's taken me where I still haven't had a job. I always yes, tell sir. people I haven't got a job yet because I'm doing stuff I love and Absolutely. dream to do. So dreamed of playing in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And obviously that dream came true. Never thought and dreamed I'd be in broadcasting. But that was something I said that'd be a fun job. And But God how did willing. that how did that happen? Because you say you never thought because you were just 100% athlete, correct? More than just an athlete, but I think um, at the end of my career, I never thought I'd be in broadcasting. I was sitting at a restaurant, and some of the Turner executives were there that I got a chance to meet mm-hmm. and be around because I'm here in Atlanta and played here. Mm-hmm. And they said, Steve, would you want to be in broadcasting? I said, no, 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 not at all. That's not for me. <laughs> didn't go over to school for that. And they said, why not? And that, the reason they caught me because they said, why not? I didn't have an answer for right, why right. not. Mm-hmm. So I went in and did a demo, and obviously they said, uh, we think you'd be good. Why don't you think about mm-hmm. staying in basketball mm-hmm. and covering the Hawks? And I tell people, Boy, covering the Hawks at that time, they couldn't win a game. You had to come up with stories. You had to come up with different down 30. That was good you, training. You, you that was could, good you training. You a lot of people. You right, just had to come right, on right. and just keep talking about basketball. I think it expanded me as a broadcaster for a team that wasn't doing well at the time. Right. Okay, so so here's something I want to talk about is education because my degree is in mathematics, and it took me seven years to get my degree. Okay. But I thought I always tell people that you can't repo education. And so you went back and got your degree. Why? My mom, I promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I got a chance to go to Michigan State University my junior year, I had this little thought mm-hmm. that I was going to come out. And my dad and they said, no, you're not coming out early. You're going all four <laughs> years. And then obviously when I finished, I only had 11 credits left. Wow. And then you know how you start procrastinating. Wow. Well, I'm going to do that in the summer. Right, right. The summer started to go on. Right. And, but my mom eventually, you know, my rookie year passed. Mm-hmm. And I always had that voice in my mind, you going back, getting your degree. Mm-hmm. And so then I, I, after a time, it would really hit me was when my kid said, Dad, you don't have your degree because I say, hey, you going to college, getting your degree. Right, and they said, right. you don't have your degree. Right. So that was the kick in my butt to make me go back right. and get you can't, my degree. You can't talk noise if you're not applying it yourself. And I say the hardest thing, just having 11 credits left. Seemed like that was nothing when I first left. Oh, I go back and do right, it. Right, right. After years kept going and going, you always made excuse. But mm-hmm. after the kids and that little voice, my mom made me go back. Well, it's important that you, I, you know, what reason I like it because that means that you, you're a goal person. The goals are important to you. It's important to you in athletics. And then in this part, it's important to you in life because of the fact that I would tell you, if you set a goal, you can actually, you know, you can actually hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. And so once you got that degree, you can start holding your kids accountable. 
academic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I could stick my chest out and say, hey, I did it. Dad did it. So you have to. But I, I would say more than just that degree, just having that experience, being on that college campus. And um, I tell you, I'll take that into the next segment. That was the reason why I started my Steve Smith Scholarship Fund. I was we back, talking that. We talking that. We it's, talking that. It's your show. I, I, this is Steve I, Smith I, show. Come I, I on now. I was back home speaking, obviously, about basketball to the entire uh, high school, my high school, Persian high school. And a young lady stood up and said, Steve, you know, I want to go to college. Wow. Uh, I don't have enough funds and money and financial wow. means to go to college. I did everything everybody told me to do. I'm a 4.0 student. I've only missed class two or three times in my entire school. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't have enough money to go to school. And how can I go without athletics? And that's mm-hmm. when it started to me. I needed to help and do something and have kids from my high school, my community. Well, get the a first chance. thing is to like reach in your own personal pocket. Yeah, you did. Right. I had to. Right. So what, what, what triggered that next step? You know, getting other people involved and getting them involved in the point of that. I can't do this by myself. What pushed that what that opportunity in your mind? I think anything, you know, this being successful, you're not going to ever do it alone. Mm-hmm. I think for me it was my, you know, I call it Team Smith, my parents, you know, my mom's voice, even though she's passed, my dad, mm-hmm. my parents, my wife, mm-hmm. my community, understanding that mm-hmm. um, this is something I wanted to do. And then obviously reaching in that that pocket was, uh, <laughs> it was, it, it was hmm, I, I got that hmm look from my wife. You're, gonna, you're about to donate how much? $2.5 million? Yes. She mm-hmm. said, why? Right. And, I, mm-hmm. and after you explain why, it all makes sense. And for me, it was something I wanted to do. And like I said, I always had that voice of my mom in my head. And, that's, and so how, how has basketball been a, because the, the beauty about you is superstar in college. we got to say that. Uh, superstar, because you don't be an all-star without being a superstar. And the NBA, Olympian. That's, that, you know, that's rare opportunity right there. How has that helped you in life, being that successful? And then, and then like you said, somebody approached you by being a, an announcer. You went, oh, that's not me. And so now you're so successful in this world. How is that happening? You know, I think it goes back, um, you know, that voice is from my mom. But then on that other side is my dad. 37 years, he drove the city city of Detroit bus. Mm-hmm. Hard work, watching right. him get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, coming back at 9 o'clock at night. He drove the bus for 37 years, so wow. I made him retire. Mm-hmm. Just hard work. And I think whenever you put your mind to something, you start to put in your stamp where you're going to go in and you got to put in more work than anybody else to be successful. And I think you never measure yourself on, I want to be better than you. I want to be better than you. You want to be the best version of yourself by putting in hard work. Okay. Steve Smith, the personality that that's the person that I see on TV, these commercials. You you seem so, see, I I just want to get into Steve Smith. You're the guy keeps saying, well, you know, I just want to play basketball. I just want to, but you're so natural, Steve. I'm mad at you because you can do so many good things that are natural. Why? I can't sing. Why? Oh, okay. Well, you know something? That's, that's, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. You can't do everything. Don't worry about there you go. See? <laughs> but I can't act, though. But that didn't stop me from making money. There you, go. there you go. So you're natural. Talk about that whole process because I'm sure when people approach you about commercials, it was a doubt in your head. People approach you about being on TV at the national level, covering college basketball, sideline reporting. There were always doubts. And I always try to use this show to – Break through those doubts. Break through those those moments where mm-hmm. you are afraid. But you broke through. Why? You got to try. I mean, that's the one thing is mm-hmm. you're not going to succeed unless you try. And I think always it's a wisdom going out there and talking to people. I always say tell kids, seek wisdom. Seek people like yourself to get a chance to been there before you. Ask people. Ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I think more importantly is when you define yourself it's hard to mess up being you. If you right. just be yourself, right. whether it's good or bad in smiles' eyes, it's always going to be true to you. So I always... Uh, I guess pride myself on being me. 
Well, the cool thing about it is that, and I guess the cool, the the the, the, the I guess the ultimate part that you were playing it out on a large stage. You know, I guess you can say, you know, when you were doing it for the Hawks, wasn't nobody watching because the team was so bad. So that was that was good, 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 good great training practice, ground, great training, great yes. training ground. But when you when 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 the stage kept getting bigger and having an opinion, because you know, as an analyst, you have to have an opinion. You have to meet these same players. You have to couch. You know, you have to be relevant because you know, as as a fan, we can see through and go, well, he ain't saying nothing. Right. So so as a, as an analyst, how do you gauge that maintaining? I got to tell the truth but also maintain the relationship? Or does it matter? No, it, it does matter. I think, first of all, is I, I just love the game of basketball. Yes, sir. Since mm-hmm. I three or four years old, I've always, I've always had a ball in my hand. Mm-hmm. Then I think uh, I'm going to watch it at the high school level. I'm going to play it. I'm going to coach it. And it doesn't have anything to do with finances. I would have played this game just because of the love of it. Mm-hmm. I think the next part about it is I'm always around it. I, I, I've been around AAU. I've been around kids. I, I keep in touch with all my friends and family mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. the country mm-hmm. about kids in this game of basketball. It, and so for me to get a chance to be on TV, I'm just naturally talking like we would be talking if we were at home. Right, right, just right. Just keeping right. out some of those words that right. you can't say on air. Absolutely. But other than that is, keep, it the salt, keep a lot of the pepper out. <laughs> keep it all salt and no pepper. There you go. <laughs> and I just think, you know, being able to break down a game from my eyes from a guy that's seen it in so many different ways, and obviously each year you get more experience, it helps. And also staying relevant, you got to talk to the young group about the game of basketball. And then obviously going to guys like George Gervin, Spencer Haywood, mm-hmm. go guys wow. that, that taught me the game mm-hmm. from the city of Detroit and the state of Michigan, you keep those two together and you're somewhere in the middle. You always mm-hmm. got to talk to the older guys who've done it because they Absolutely. have their vision. Absolutely. Then, then my youngsters, the, the youngsters telling me about the crossovers and different things. But you, you're like a, uh, an icon because you spent four years in college. These That's kids rare. Coming in, they mad because they got to go to school for one year and then they come in and they they almost kind of like, well, the G League, I know I'm cutting this question tight, but I want to get a little thought out about coming to school early or not going to school at all and going to the NBA? Well, first of all, under the presently constructed rules, if they stay the same for college athletes, I think they should be allowed to go, you know, from high school to the pros. But Mm -hmm. they can change some things. I have so many ideas where I I think if, you know, first you should be able to get health Mm -hmm. insurance just like a state worker in wherever Mm -hmm. state you're in. Mm -hmm. I think also you should be able to, um, I guess, pursue your – um, degree in academics more than just the four or five, six years. I mm-hmm. think it should be 10-year gap. Mm-hmm. Whether you get a chance to plan, you still should have 10 years to be able to get your degree. So, so many different things. But if they don't have those opportunities, I think they should be allowed to come out of high school. When we come back, we're going to talk about the real estate. We're going to talk about the foundation in more detail. But also the um, the stops in your life and how you transitioned. And also want to talk about when it time when it really was over with. How, what were your thoughts there? But also, I want to talk about why he don't have a talk show, why he ain't hosting a game show, why he ain't producing these big movies and everything, because I'm sitting next to the next big star, and his name just happened to be Steve. I can do something <laughs> with Steve's. I do real good business with Steve's. <laughs> I'm back. Um, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversations. Sitting next to me is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, um, NBA All-Star he knows Tex-Mex because he won a championship with the San Antonio Spurs. I'm from Houston, Texas. So we kind of like a You like Tex-Mex? Brother, come on, man. Mm. Guacamole, come on. It's ridiculous. I'm beyond <laughs> Tex-Mex. I'm kind of like, if you came by my house, you go, Rashawn, you're kind of crazy. You're kind of crazy because nobody eats this much Mexican food. But I do. I, What's I, your I, favorite place here in Atlanta? I mean, I'm, I'm interviewing you now. Okay, which is fine because that's what you do. I already told you, you know, you need your own talk show. So okay. don't, don't be, don't, don't be, don't be trying to act like I, I, I like I, to eat. I'm so tell you something. Don't act know. like I'm you, I'm stunned by this reaction. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. This is nothing negative about Atlanta. Okay, 
But the best eating places you in the world. You already started off. It's got to be negative. I got to say this now because a lot of people go, well, you ain't. Well, look here. I've lived in Los Angeles. I've lived for real in Chicago. I've lived in New York. I've lived in Atlanta for real. I've lived in Houston. Chicago is the best eating place as far as variety. I mean, they really, you want some great pizza. You want the great steaks. Mm-hmm. You want the great seafood. You want just a great American dish. Uh, uh, the best breakfast places in the world are Chicago. Uh, no, nobody can compete with that in Chicago. Now, when you come to Atlanta, barbecue. Jimmy Nick's, hands down, one of the best chains, you know, it, it, that I would recommend people to go to. As far as Tex-Mex, you just can't beat Houston, man. You just mm-hmm. cannot beat okay. Houston. Now, now it's, it's a place, pure, pure taco. Yeah. They're good They're here in Atlanta. Okay. They're good here. Pure Taco is really good here because they, 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 uh, their chips are soft. Soft. You know, the, 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 Seasoned on the chips. A little, little, little salt on little, little, little salt on it. But the, but the sauce is the key. The pico de gallo, that has to be mm. the salsa. See, that makes, see I'm telling you, your chips can't be hard and your salsa rough. You know what I'm saying? You got to make sure it's right. So Pure Taco is one of the best okay. in this city. Pure Taco. Um, but I'm going to tell you, if you want to go and get a nice little guacamole uh, salsa mix, go to Sprouts. Uh, they have this, uh, you can go in the back of the store, they have a, a guacamole salsa mix, fantastic, a little spicy, but it's That's the okay. best. My Get my you mind. some light chips on the shelf when you go out, and brother, you're having the, your, own, your own Mexican party at your house, Got Tex-Mex. You. See, you're going to talk me about some food, man. I'm a award-winning baker. You may not know that, man, so you start talking about some food, we're going to lose this conversation real fast because I just could <laughs> lose my mind. So, so with that being said, let's go back to you, Mr. Mr. Uh, interview Rashawn McDonald on Rashawn McDonald's Money Making Conversation Show. Let's talk about that big donation you made, that $2.5 million That like When you make a donation like that, people go, oh, how are you going to pay for this? Oh, where do you get the money? Oh, he rich. When you open your doors like that or making the donation, the floodgates open. Mm-hmm. How do you stop the floodgates, but also how do you stay true to your commitment? Well, I think, first of all, the commitment was something that you, you don't just don't make more myself. You just don't make that commitment without doing your homework and understanding how you're going to do it. And obviously, it was a collaboration. And mm-hmm. what I mean by collaboration is from the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. from my community, mm-hmm. from Michigan State University, mm-hmm. from my family and the honor mm-hmm. of my mom. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you get a chance to just, like I said, go seek that wisdom. I, I have great business guys that uh, one came up with the idea, right. and obviously um, <laughs> they said Michigan State wants to do a student academic center. I said, okay, I'm in. Then they said, Steve wants you to donate $2.5 million. I said, let me hang up on them for a minute first. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> when you start to think about the impact it had, not for myself, but just for my community, right. for a kid from Detroit, Persian, from the east side, to get a chance to have a building on Michigan right. State campus, um, to name it for my mom who didn't attend Michigan State wow. University, something That's that powerful. her legacy can can live on what gives me chills right now my son is probably in my mom's building right now for finals week he's a freshman at michigan state so to have that legacy for him to call me and say you know i never met mama bell but for me to be in here is special for me to get a chance to be studying in my grandmother's building so that legacy and obviously what is done as you guys know we all are not gonna make it pro right but you can obviously kids from michigan state university 95 to 96 of them, percent of them are going to graduate if you go through my mom's building as a student athlete. So that's what I wanted to do to have guys have and young ladies have a a, a, a help form to be able to get a chance to graduate and further their education and get that education just like you gave the athletic ability to Michigan State. So, but you do all annual golf tournaments. Yeah, right? I do. To, 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 continue, to continually raise funds and continue to provide scholarships. Talk about that. Well, we started about 20 years ago. This is a 20-year anniversary. And obviously... 
awful golfer I was. Still am, but I'm getting better. But I'm okay. Wait, but I'm a competitor. Can be, I can't. You can't sing. I can't play golf. Okay, good. So we're, we're okay. Then. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets a chance to raise money. I had one in Lansing, Grand Rapids, Detroit, and now we've condensed this to Grand Rapids right now to 20, 20 year. We get about six hundred golfers, six hundred and fifty golfers to get a that's chance. That's a to, lot. That's that's a lot of people. <laughs> it didn't start off like that. <laughs> it's probably about forty five fifty when we started. That's a lot years of ago. people, dude. But we get about six hundred sixty, uh, six hundred fifty people to get a chance to come out, have a good time. And one thing I like about it, about eighty percent of them are repeat. Absolutely, people absolutely. That come back and uh, just to believing in raising money for kids mm-hmm. to get a mm-hmm. chance to further their education because I think education is equalizer mm-hmm. and obviously you know experience and education you get a chance to go on campus and get an education mm-hmm. it's not just that degree that experience with different cultures because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was it was a shell shock for me coming to Detroit going to Michigan State University right it's huge it's big I'm used to this a certain type of way but it, it broadens your horizons gets mm-hmm. you expand yourself and get a chance to see other things and so so that's a lot. I want to tell you something. But with charity golf tournament goes, that's an amazing number, and that's that's a testament to the quality and the fact it's going into the twentieth year. Let you know the consistency. June twenty fifth. June twenty fifth. How could they? How could they? Well, is this? Well, nobody can sign up now. It's six hundred, right? No, you still. We 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 we, still, we might find a way. Okay, cool. Well, well tell us how we can get in touch well, now. Steve Come. Smith's charityfund.org is a, definitely a way. But uh, just going through, obviously, West Michigan. I yeah. mean, Grand Rapids. Uh, their their website, but the Steve Smith Charitable Fund dot org. You can definitely find all the information. Okay, entrepreneur real estate. Tell us how you got started. How you got started in that? Well, my guys, when I left Michigan State, I was uh, standing apartment uh-huh. uh, in the management company. It's called DTM Management, and then my business guys always told me this: there's a few things that you know, obviously, is not going anywhere. Right. You never seen pretty much a university close down. <laughs> you haven't seen casinos close down or hospitals. So put your money. Which mm-hmm. one would you want to do, Steve? Mm-hmm. And I said university. That makes the more sense to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your um, brand. Mm-hmm. When you look at it, there's always a kid wants to have his wants to be at a university. They're all Michigan State is fifty some thousand. It's gonna go to forty eight, but it's gonna be within forty eight to fifty two thousand mm-hmm. since I've been around. Mm-hmm. And. If you can have real estate around a university or a hospital mm-hmm. or a casino, uh-huh. th- those industries are pretty much not going anywhere. So I bought my one unit right. at 33000 in 1992. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I've been buying a box of 100 units now ever since then. And, you know, we've we've done pretty good and it's still going. So so you have a management company that handles that? Yep, DTN Management. And that's how that's how it works. So that's how you're, you're foray. That's so, as a, so you're making money while you sleep. That's what I, that's what I want to do. So, so always. You, so you into the multiple streams of income. While I'm sleeping, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I don't want to well, work too hard. This well, ain't not well, a job. Well, I want to keep these jobs. I well, well the beauty job. of what I always tell people is that you know I, when you when you show up for a basketball game or you, you show up for an interview, that's called working wealthy. You know, the wealth you're trying to get is what you're talking about with this real estate or anything that you have out there. I always tell people that that multiple stream of income makes you sleep comfortably, mm-hmm. and also tells you you can say no. Yes. Comfortably and say, I don't feel like doing that comfortably. It's my time. I love my time. You, your time and uh, you, you, you can't, you haven't used it on your golf game. Though. I don't think you said <laughs> that. So, so I don't, so where are you spending your time? Up here, because the reason I ask that is that what's the next stage in life for a successful, good looking guy? Ooh, you, I appreciate that. You, you, you need uh, some glasses, but you're right right Just stop this, dude. I cast <laughs> people for a living, okay? So where do you go? Do, 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 have people approached you about, uh, Hosting shows, uh, uh, producing, uh, you know, any type of mediums today. Where you want to go with your brand? You know what? I I haven't. 
I'm sure people would. I just haven't opened that door to them. I think for me is I've had that door closed to a lot of different avenues Absolutely. just because my focus has been my kids. Right. Focus has been my family. Right. And and like and, you said, I've been comfortable. So I've been able to, I wouldn't say say no. Right, just right. Just haven't been out there searching and reaching. And then the money doesn't drive me. Right. That's one thing is I, I, I signed my first Reebok contract was more than what my dad made. Absolutely. And I'm mm-hmm. not measuring myself to my dad, but I always said never chase it. Right. Never chase it. Right. Organically right. let it come and obviously put in hard work. And, it'll come. and that's what is happening with your whole life. That's why you look so comfortable. Next, for me, though, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. I want to get more real estate. Yes, sir. For me and also kids. I want to do camps all over the country for kids and obviously mm-hmm. um, provide somewhere where kids. When you say camps all over the country, what does that basketball mean? Basketball camps. Okay. Where there's education camps. Okay. Um, love reading. Okay. I want to, definitely I want to have one of those large book clubs where okay. everybody understands kids. If you can read, you almost can read yourself out of poverty. You can read yourself out of problems. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think pe- kids can do. Well, you know something? Are those in are, are those still in the planning stages? Or are you Always in the planning stages. Okay, we got to move it from planning to action. There you go. You got the goals. You've never been... You, uh, let me tell you something. When you sit next to a successful person, Steve, you realize that that's what they're going to do. Surrounding yourself with the right people is what creates that, that, that next step. Because you've said that constantly, that you've never done anything by yourself. Never. And that's what... So moving forward, besides so shoot it, you know I've shot that basketball. Oh yeah, from, uh, from from the baseline, from the corner. Yeah, yeah, from the from the elbow. <laughs> You've been very good. Hey anyway, man, I want to thank uh, Steve Smith for coming on my show. I uh, just just sharing your story, man. I appreciate you. you Thanks are, for having me. Thank you for having you the show amazing, with me to share this story. Well, you know you're you're an amazing guy, and uh, I think that when people see this side of you, it's, it's a big blessing for them because they need to know that there's an evolution in any athlete's life. And their evolution is now affecting people in a positive way. And I, I the story about your son being in your his grandmother's building, that's um I'm gonna take that with me and Appreciate smile it. a long time. Thank, Thank you. you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>